Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Every week we talk wrestling. I'm Jer Palapal. I'm Oz. Hey, and uh, yeah, we're going to break down what we've watched this week in wrestling. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Did you have a, uh, a nice holiday? Yeah, uh, we're recording this uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, spent it with the girlfriend's family. Uh, dropped by to see my family, but didn't spend much time with uh, them. Um, and yeah, just been relaxing. You know, I took Monday off. So uh, yeah, how about you? Nice. Um, I, I, it was nice. I, I, Thanksgiving's a little weird for me because I've been in uh, very specific retail most oh, yeah. of my oh, that's life. True, yeah. So like, yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't enjoy it usually. I, I don't not enjoy it. Like I like it when it's happening, but there's a, like, I cook, I used to cook for like a million people mm. and then I, you know, have to like hang out and then leave at like midnight to go to work. Right. Um, because of the quarantine, nothing opened till 6am. Uh, so that was a little different. So um, I hung out uh, me I, the night before I stopped at a market 13 or whatever it's called and yeah. uh, bought myself a tiny little turkey dinner in a bunch of sides and i just nice. watched um uh just dumb like lit like I, I watched a dirty harry movie i watched the south park uh quarantine special i watched the star wars lego holiday special how was the star so, wars thing i think i wanted to watch that and i uh it was awesome it, nice. it, it was fun i don't i i'm sure people will complain because it's about the new um, the new recruits. Uh, of course, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I, I, I think so every week I, uh, I do this star Wars podcast called the force insensitive. And, Damn. uh, as much as I love star Wars, like I don't even like, I don't even rank as much as those guys, like star Wars could literally do, uh, an episode where Chewbacca was just like on the toilet for 90 minutes. And those guys would be like, we love Chewbacca on the toilet. So much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, like I seems like I it'd be a long that, process, right? <laughs> All that fur. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I know that um, you know a lot of the kind of trollish fans won't like it because it's it's focuses on Ray, but it's a it's a fun little like time travel caper. I really enjoyed it. It was fun, and, and the South Park one was fun was fun too. But I just you know I got up every once in a while. I I bought myself a little apple pie, and I'd eat apple pie, and I'd go get some some more sides and. Just kind of yeah. hung out with my cat, which is like a in 2020 a dream holiday for me. Yeah, so. there's nothing better than that. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't see it because of my background, but my cat is right behind me. He is sleeping nice. his way away. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, you go ahead. No, no, I put a table. I I moved a pillow about a week ago and put it like on like an end table in the living room. And now my cat has claimed it and I can't move it. So there's just like a pillow on my end table in the living oh. room that she like sleeps on like it's her throne. Yeah, my uh, mine loves the couch, which he's, he's on right now, but he also loves my office chair because it's, I don't know, it's got like a, a Swedish kind of material to it. So yeah, like, yeah. he like loves sitting in this chair and I actually had to do a podcast like standing up just because he wouldn't get out of my chair <laughs> yesterday. So I hear you. You know, it's awesome. good, to have a, good to have a happy cat. Uh, yeah. As I, I look back at myself, uh, I just want to mention that this is a uh, a Tori Amos T-shirt, not a Fox News okay. uh, T-shirt, <laughs> like it looks like from here. So yeah, from this um, angle, it looks I, like it should say fake news, but yeah. Yeah, it says fake. It says fake muse. Uh, oh, okay. Which was the last uh, the last Tori Amos tour that I went to? I don't remember uh, what one, and I think it was one of the few where I, I only caught uh, caught a show. But uh, 
it was uh i i, I wear it sometime uh like to the to to work and people be looking at me funny and i can't i can't figure out why <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, she rules dude you got good music taste i was just Thank listening you. to um some great reward by Depeche Mode uh, before we started this. Nice, yeah, yeah. that's I'm, I'm a big fan of, of of that era of Depeche Mode. I, yeah, I, I mean, I love all Depeche Mode. We um, it's funny. We my band, the Deadites, uh, was put together with uh, this. Uh, you should check out this band, Teal. It's T E E E L, and uh, okay. they're awesome. If if New Order, Depeche Mode, and John Carpenter music from uh, early in his career had a baby, it would be Teal. And uh, he and I put together a, um, a Depeche Mode tribute record. Um, and we let the young woman in our band pick the song. Um, and uh, I'm still like mystified with how much that like I listened to Depeche Mode, like we covered It's No Good. <laughs> and I, I was like, not Black Celebration? Like not, not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I love those guys. You have a very good music taste too. I saw, what did I see that? It was something that you posted that uh that really really stood out to me that uh, oh it was a uh, pulp, mm. you know, favorite uh, band of the nineties yeah yeah I I maybe mine too actually maybe mine yeah. too that was a, the one of the I'm not a uh I'm a I'm not a nineties guy uh, because of the for me the broad strokes of the nineties being like kind of grunge and stuff like I've, similar similar don't yeah that stuff doesn't uh, appeal to me but like give me like pulp or suede or something like that and I'm yeah. like. It's like sure. those two. Sure, and Blur I like a lot from that era. Same, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, too, because, like, I will enjoy on very small, minute things. Like, if, like, hair metal comes on, like, yeah. as background music, I'm much more apologi apologetic for that than I am about, say, uh, Kurt Cobain, Catawalling. Yeah, <laughs> same. I probably yeah. have more uh, – I, I have definitely more Motley Crue than I probably should. Than, yeah, uh, no, no. Yeah, I, I I love I love me some crew. Yeah, um, it's it's been a very interesting wrestling week for me. So I'm interested to see what you have been uh, watching so far. All right, yeah. Uh, so I uh, I had my normal phase. I watched a Stardom show that I don't have much to say about because it was mm -hmm. kind of this weekend was kind of fillerish a little bit. Okay, like they announced the big show in December, so I'll, you know probably wait until things ramp up a little bit. I like looked at the card and was like, oh, no title matches, just a bunch of um, a faction tag team matches, so okay. too interesting going on there. Uh, I did watch another show from the World Tag League. Uh, yeah, I mean we've covered that exhaustively, and it was yep. more or less the same. Uh, the things that stuck out to me though um, are the guys that you don't see a lot during like the G One or something like that. Just like um, Hanare is looking great at this point. That's I was awesome. really impressed with him. He had a match with uh, teaming with Tamahashi against. Uh, ah, fuck, I don't even remember at this point. I watched it like days ago. Um, what, what do you think Hanare's uh, uh, ceiling is? I think his ceiling's probably comparable to like Juice Robinson. Okay. Like, I can yeah. see him like in a few years being a good tag team guy. I can see him pretty immediately being a U.S. title contender at least, and probably a U.S. title holder a couple years down the line. Um. I don't see it as like a high seal. I don't see him, you know, IC yeah. title or anything like that. You know, uh, six man tags. Sure, kind of sure. Thing. He's the guy I, who I, I see like filling the middle of the card very well. Yeah, I could see him being a stalwart of that um, mm. never open weight. 
yeah. division. Like, especially with some of the like striking flourishes he's added to his uh, to his repertoire. Lately, Definitely, so. yeah. I see him like being like a quarterfinalist in the New Japan Cup, maybe or semifinalist. You know, right? Nothing right. like super stupendous. You know, he, he maybe has a few years of uh, being like Yoshihashi, basically in the G1 if he enters that. So, right. Yeah. I mean, he I, I feel like they could push him realistically enough in any division that if they went uh, abroad, they could pop him in that spot that they popped Fale and yeah. like, you know, have him get a, a a home a hometown title match or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, like if they travel to. He's from New Zealand? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he, they traveled there or you know, he seems to have a good grasp of like English. He could be in it, a contender in like a u.s show sure you know? sure yeah yep. um yeah the other thing that stuck out to me great Khan. um maybe the double check which show i watched here i think it was the 24th um it, it was great Khan and jeff cobb versus will osprey versus and uh no not will osprey sorry versus tai chi and uh uh zach saber jr oh nice first guys yeah and i I'm guessing, I haven't been able to verify this, but I'm guessing Okan and ZSJ like met and Rev Pro and worked together a little bit because they had really good chemistry and this was like a match that, you know, I'd go out of my way to watch a little bit. I was like, bored. Nice. Yeah. Um, they just yeah. had good chemistry. I got to see a little bit more of Okan's uh, uh, offense. He did some stuff like reversing ZSJ or, you know, pushing him into a corner and sitting on his head while he like posed a bit. So, you know, a little bit more personality for him. Like good stuff. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, they need to. They 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 seem to like kick out the knees when they're like building a star like that, and mm -hmm. they kind of just need to like let it happen because they're. I don't know. Like, I, I still feel like people may not buy Yoshihashi, and they, they, he's already eaten pins in yeah. matches and stuff like that. So, like, you know, and and uh, Tai Chi like worked, but like yeah. that's still like a. You know, you have the top three guys. And it still gets not talent wise, but like believability of you know to insert those guys. I mean, get four if you add Jay White, I guess. But like, you know, when you drop down to like Tai Chi and even Minoru Suzuki and stuff like that, it, it starts to get like. I'm not too worried that they're going to beat uh, <laughs> right. Naito or, or you know Okada, whoever's got the, the big belt. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, is that and also just like. Uh listening to the commentary and Kevin Kelly mentioning like, oh, this wrestler on this team has been the legal man for 35 minutes total of this tournament so far and whatever. And it's like, there's some real lopsided teams. I think people are like working hard and just, you know, like Ishii's <laughs> in the Ishii-Yano team. Yano is the fucking Iron Man <laughs> for this tournament, which That's is, funny. yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a lot of Ishii being like beaten up on the outside and just lying down for, uh, 15 minutes while Yano. so something must have happened because we commented that he took a, that shoulder block from Vale in that first match and then did never never got up yeah <laughs> I mean they were talking about him like being hurt during the G1 so maybe he's just resting that yeah. to save up for you know the uh, Wrestle Kingdom yeah he's uh he's he's um a, uh taken advantage of I think <laughs> a lot so yeah definitely um yeah, let's alternate. Like, if you, uh, yeah. what'd you watch? So I only watched a, a couple of things beyond okay. a, a spotlight event. Um, the first thing I watched, I'll, I'll mention this one first because it's a bit old. Um, I watched um, 
so I'm a big fan of a couple of like classic federations and like, it's real like comfort food for me. Um, and I found out through some, I don't even know who mentioned it, but it was another podcast on the WWE networks, hidden gems. They have, yeah, they have two, um, Jim Crockett promotions era, great American bash, like outdoor shows. Oh, Um, and, uh, I remembered this is nerdy, but I have this, Jim Crockett Promotions 1980 to 1989 record book. And it's just where the show was, how many people were in it and who was on the show. Sometimes there's results, but I remember seeing a lot of stuff on this card and it being like, this is either going to be incredible or awful. Like there was no in between. (laughs) Like I could see like, and some of it was just weird. Like um, the main event I'd seen dozens of times. The main event was, uh, Ricky Morton versus Ric Flair in the cage. Um, right. That's one of my favorite matches ever. And um, uh, But that put, like, Robert Gibson earlier on the show just yeah. to fight Black Bart. And that's something that, you know what I mean? Like, those right. were, like, in my head, I'm like, man, that could be awesome. Those are two really good workers that, mm-hmm. like, don't often, you know. And it was a, fi- it was a fine little match. And there was a uh, – there was Baron Von Rasky versus uh, Manny Fernandez. And I'm a big – Raging Bull Manny Fernandez fan, but uh, I, I get distracted because every time I see Baron Von Rasky, I think about the times where in Minnesota in the AWA, they turned him babyface. Yeah. And I don't know that, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, and I, you know, as a kid, I bought it too, but the Nazi with a hot of gold thing never, like, I never, like, <laughs> quite understood where that was go- coming from. But, um, yeah, and it was good. It was, it was a good, solid show. There was, um, uh, a, a, a couple of, um, I really am, am trying to track down the junior heavyweight stuff from the 80s because there was a lot of um, workers who were top of card workers in other places like Denny Brown, who did very well in Florida, and uh, Mr. Electricity, Stephen Regal, who was a big babyface in Portland. And he was also a big um, – he, he held the tag titles with Jimmy Garvin in the AWA. They actually went over the Road Warriors. Yeah. Um, and he's a really great – like. Uh, kind of ahead of his time. He reminds me a lot of a, a, a slightly smaller in stature, Brad Armstrong, like okay. um, just really smooth and, 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 you know, everything looks good and he can mat wrestle and go off the ropes. And, and that opening match, you know, uh, every opening match on a NWA Crockett promotion, Supercard, I, I, I defy you to find one that is not a 15 minute Broadway. Like they're just yeah. every time, no matter what. So, but I mean, it was a really fun little show. I, I really enjoyed it. No commentary. Um, but it was, you know, produced and edited and stuff like that. And nice. uh, it also has all the, like, weird extraneous stuff, like uh, uh, skydivers and, uh, <laughs> and all sorts <laughs> of other weird stuff yeah, going totally. on. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm wicked excited. The one match that I um, accidentally skipped over that I want to go back and watch, and I had just heard um, uh, Mr. Cornette talk about this recently, is it's a uh, mixed six-man match and it's dusty Rhodes, magnum ta and baby doll versus uh jim Cornette and the midnight express wow um and i guess it was like uh you know they were smart enough to make themselves extraneous in it in, until like there's like i guess a smaz at the end and jim Cornette backs up in the baby doll and and you know she does she gets him down and does like the cat fight thing with him and everything else but yeah totally. i guess that um the chemistry between those like the the midnights just works so well 
putting yeah. those guys over. Like, so yeah, it was a, it was a really fun show. I, I really enjoy it. And that hidden gem thing, I, I, as its name implies, I forget about it a lot, but I could probably Same. lose a day in there. Oh, I know. They don't, they don't publicize that stuff enough at all. If you're like, no, like all. hardcore fans who are like, maybe I do want to watch a yeah. thing that was like broadcast locally in the mid eighties that right. nobody has, you know, 20 people saw and maybe mm-hmm. think that it was like a fake memory from them. You know, right. the, the Crockett cup is in there somewhere. I, I started watching one day by accident. Oh man. Yeah. I know yeah. so many like great little, like little things that you would never expect. Ah, oh, that's so <laughs> it makes me regret that my, I think my network exp- has expired like until I, you know, sign up for the rumble again later on. I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause I'm in the same spot. I had a gift certificate. Yeah. And, um, I'm, 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 if I know me, uh, the fact that the world has changed yeah. and I don't, uh, agree with their friends and their politics anymore. Like, yeah. Um, but I would, equ- I, I like went to quit and I realized that I had a gift certificate. And it was like till for like three more months because I was pissed when they did the 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 um they cut into people's you know we're independent you're independent contractor so you don't have benefits but you can't yeah you can't take uh, other work can't be on streaming can't uh, do cameo right. unless we unless you're the Undertaker apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah holy crap those Undertaker cameos are the greatest thing since <laughs> greatest king the greatest town right. tell your mom the Undertaker says hello. <laughs> it's so weird. They're it so expensive. No, no, that's a thousand bones. I yeah. heard that you're quite a baseball player. <laughs> like, it's like it's so oh. strange. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a good show. I, uh, I will, I will vouch for those. It sucks that like uh, that. That's all attached to because other than NXT. I only watch any of that stuff because I can. Like, I think the Royal yeah. Rumble. I, I for a while I would sign up in January and let it lapse after WrestleMania. Like that would be yeah. like, kind of my whole my whole thing. But like, Survivor Series was so lit last year that I, I was super glad that I had it. Yeah, I know. I am. I'm probably just gonna sign up for the Big Four and like try to binge those hidden gems whenever I have it. Right, right. it's worth it. I mean, yeah. I love. They've been slowing down, and it's not their fault. But I am, um, I'm, I'm enjoying. I enjoy the NXT takeovers too. So yeah, yeah, um, and uh, they have one coming up. I don't know. We'll see if I can find someone. Um, let's see. Uh, I we can t- we can we can talk about that because I think that um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, what was I thinking? Uh, other thing I watched this morning. I caught up. Have you ever watched anything from Choco Pro or Gotcha Move? I've never even heard of it. Okay, so it's a company that i think emmy sakura runs uh who you may know okay. from aw um yep. she's trained a bunch of wrestlers she's a 25 year veteran uh they basically run this show in what i think is an abandoned dentist office uh like it's I, i'll i'll share my screen so i can show you a little bit to illustrate it but it's like they just laid down like a gym mat there's no ropes there's no like ring uh, traditionally um they used to run the show with like a, a an, a paying audience but it would be like 15 people that could just squeeze into this thing but now they've just been running the show and let me see if i can share my screen uh yes share the whole screen here uh let me close that for a second hey um yeah so i can share this all right here's just a bit of a clip here 
It's just like an open <laughs> space, and they're they use the space really well to like just have these matches in this area. Um, I read an interview with Emmy like a little while ago, and she pointed out that they're basically playing to this one camera, so it's like having a wrestling show on your mask or like on your lap as they <laughs> just have it's like a quick thing that's free on YouTube. It's like they do like three matches that last like an hour. They end the there's May Segura going through the window. <laughs> um, oh, she's going to use one of their sponsors as a weapon. Uh, <laughs> it's just this silly bullshit that they do. Like the, every show seems to end with a, a rocks, paper, scissors tournament between everybody who's participating. Uh, nice. It's yeah. It's this little thing that's just on YouTube. And I just, they seem to air it. Like our, it's our time. It was like 8 PM when this happened. Um, I caught up to okay. this morning, but up oh, there she goes out the window. Uh, yeah, it's so, like man onto that big comfy chair. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like comedy matches um, for the most part, and yeah, to keep it loose, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it um, after a week of being underwhelmed with what the filler stardom and World Tag League stuff. I was like, yeah, a huge breath of fresh air for me. I'm excited. I, my memory is bad, so drop drop me a link in the in the chat. And I, I will. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out later on. Um, I think that uh, did we uh, was War Games this week and we missed it, or is that next week? I, I feel like it's. It must be next week. I haven't heard. It. Is yeah. it's if it's not this? If it happened last night, uh, then it was so underwhelming that nobody has messaged me or said anything on Twitter. No. So no, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's impossible. Uh, then again, I feel like uh, I can't like I couldn't talk to any of my wrestling friends, any of my comic friends, or anything else without like I had to shut down my social media so that the Mandalorian didn't get spoiled for oh. the Black Friday <laughs> yeah. madness. Uh, yeah, but um, and, and it's worth mentioning uh, to to toot my the dumb things I'm proud of of all the dumb shit I've done. Like I'm so proud of the fact that I would usually do like midnight one day to like or, or midnight to nine p.m would be like my normal like black black friday shift like, yeah and i you know like for some reason i was like uh like because i got to sleep some like 6 a.m i was like sitting and they have me it's nice they have me in this little area and i, I like tell people they can't come in or they can yeah. come in <laughs> and, and like <laughs> i'm just like i'm sitting there and like my my you know my friends are like that i work with are like taking screenshots and texting them to me and it like it wakes me up and it's just me like leaning asleep <laughs> in the little booth thing yeah. but um I, you know like so i i kind of like i, I like you know th there could have been a recount and they could have switched the presidential election this week because i just had to shut everything down until yeah. i could get home and watch watch the mandalorian so i i'm i'm never you never know i guess uh you yeah know, but like i don't i i knew i feel like i just found out about it very recently so but it usually happens in november so that's why i was right um, get, like confused i guess for lack of a better word uh, yeah i know they're building to it i've seen enough yeah. like clips of like oh this team is setting up like, that team and it looks like it's going to be a good card i saw who the participants are in the men's team uh uh, Happy Cappy and his, you know, bunch of British hooligans versus uh, Undisputed Era is what they're building to over there, and to which should be great. Yeah, yeah, he's it's, he's that's a perfect place for him. Like seven of the best workers in the company, and a guy who is athletic and can do backflips and shit. Throw, give me that. Yeah, sounds good. 
Uh, and then I forget who the women are, but it looks like, you know, Rhea Ripley and... That division Sophia. is stacked. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter like, who's... Anyway, yeah. You can randomly throw whoever. But yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah, I think it's coming up, but I don't know exactly when. Maybe it'll be the next, next weekend. I don't know. Yeah. I'll look it up later. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, did you watch anything else you wanted to bring up? Or should we I move on to just watched series? something. Okay. And I actually messaged you about it. Um, oh, yeah. Last night on a whim, I uh, decided to watch a little more uh, Game Changer. Uh, and I watched um, the Nick Gage Invitational. Yes, you mentioned his commentary. <laughs> yeah, now this is a this show is a treat anyway. But like his like kind of like more mellow Nick Gage is actually yeah. more hilarious than <laughs> like that. Like in, in you know Kevin Gill and him like it kind of sounds like Strangle Mamie anyway when it's like Joey Janela and, and Kevin Kevin Gill they're kind of just swearing a lot and making a lot of dumb jokes and whatever. But like. Nick Gage is like, he'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, that guy's no, that guy's no bullshit at all. And it, oh, he just hit him in the face with a light tube. Like it's like it's not <laughs> even like commentary. It's like just like literally like, like no thing like, ah, oh, Masada, Masada just threw him his tax. Like it's so ridiculous. But then he'll turn around and be like, yeah. Like he had a bunch of friends behind him, and he'll just yell and be like, "Yeah, yeah, no pussies here, no pussies here." <laughs> it's just like, what is even happening? It sounds like the but um, the show itself, I think, was just plagued with kind of bad luck. It had uh-huh. a very good first round, even like the match that I thought was like every once in a while the East Coast Indies uh, dust off uh, scumbag uh, Louis Romos, I think is his name, who was a uh, you know, one of the, uh, not the kayfabe Ring of Honor Rottweilers, but part of that whole New York crew Rottweilers. And he's just not that, like, he wrestles like a, like, imagine, like, if Yano, I guess Yano kind of did do this originally, but if Yano, like, kind of wrestled like Abdul the Butcher, like, he just kind of, like, moves sort of slow and, like, gets, he, he, most of the match is always him getting, and he fought Mance Warner, and that was a pretty good match, and, Lucky uh, 13, uh, spelled her team, um, yep. <laughs> fought, um, I always forget his name, the uh, the Iron, uh, Shane Mercer. Yep. Uh, you know, and Shane Mercer gave him a fucking tombstone on a standing chair, um, and, and, he, and he still kept going, and um, uh, this was probably the, and he, uh, Arrow Boy, who I had never seen, well, I had actually seen him, uh, when I watched the match from the, the show from the next night, he was in the scramble. Yeah. Arrow Boy fought Cologne, and this was probably the first mediocre Cologne match I've seen oh. ever. For whatever reason, it just like, and I had heard these guys had great chemistry and whatever. So, um, but then as it got to the second round, um, I think dudes just got like Masada hurt himself pretty bad in a semifinal match with Shane Mercer. Yeah. Um, and so, so when we got to Masada versus Mans Warner was pretty epic. Like for the first five minutes, like in brutal, like, like brutal. It like, it does that thing. American death match wrestling does where they, you know, they're not going to hit the same technique as like a big Japan, uh, yeah. death match. But, 
they like are more brutal, you know? So like yeah. he had a table that was covered in barbed wire that was broken that Masada was like just beating Match Warner with like he owed him money. Yeah. Uh, and it just looked like terrible, like just painful. And Masada, like I said, it cut his elbow in the Shane Mercer match. So dumb Masada, like in the main event of this tournament, does a um, like puts an puts a light tube up against uh, Mercer's face, uh, Mance Warner's face, and elbows it, which is fucking brutal. Yeah, right. But it was where he got cut. So he just walks away looking at his elbow, yeah. turns around and says something to Warner, right? Yeah. Uh, Warner kicks him in the gut and gives him a DDT. Uh, Masada, like, as soon as Warner sits up from the DDT, rolls away and runs to the back. Wow. he got cut so badly again. So it's just like, I, I understand that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, it just, and it was a lot of stuff like that. Uh, who, somebody fought, Masada fought. Um, I can't remember his name. I, I got he, the he was, cage match up here. It's AJ Gray. Yeah, yeah, and AJ Gray. Like, I'm a big fan of his, but um, uh, and they did some good wrestling to start with too. Like Masada can go. Like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm not. He's another one I wish I'd never talk in real life because um, I he he's not. Uh, if 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 the term that people are using for people with empathy in 2020 is uh, woke, yeah. then Masada is still very asleep. But um, <laughs> like it, you know, like it, it was it was pretty good, and and they they were they had a good match, and there was nothing like that first round was solid. I would say like you know to to Uncle Dave at three stars all the way across, but um, uh, the main event like just. You know, everything after that was just bonkers. Like, it right. just, something weird happened or whatever. Um, like, but I, I think that I, much in the same way that I love when Ron Funches shows up at spring break and will start doing commentary and it doesn't matter what's going on in the thing, just his voice cracks me up. Like, yeah. uh, Nick Gage, like, being like, eh, like, literally no commentary. Like, <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you some of the clips. It's just like, I threw him through a fucking table of barbed wire. Like he's just like it's like he's doing it like radio, like yeah. and it's and, and without fail he'll be like saying some other thing. He'll be like he'll be like great Sasuke, he's a great guy, really tough badass. I right, just threw him through a barbed wire table, Kevin. Like, it's just like it sounds like my Grammy doing wrestling. It's so good, you know. And, 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 yeah. and, and when he puts in his like his his catchphrases, like. Yeah not yelling them and swearing and offering to fight people in the parking lot. Yeah. People are like, ah, oh, that's a good move. MDK. <laughs> it's just no like, context. <laughs> yeah. It's just like MDK. It's just like, and, and, and they're trying to get storyline stuff out of him. He's like, he's like, when will you be coming back? He'll be like, I, you know, people keep asking me to come back. Ah, oh, got some, <laughs> thumbtacks in his ass some people are good at the uh at the, the improv nick gage is not one of them really somebody missed something like a insiguri uh, uh uh what's his name he's uh lloyd uh jimmy lloyd mm -hmm. missed like an insiguri at one point and he had missed something else early in the match and like the whole time and he was pissed because that amish guy was there and they were all churning butter yeah, and it, like you know, he wasn't having any of it, 
And like, so Jimmy Lloyd misses a thing. And without like, after not talking for like 10 minutes, he's just like, Jimmy Lloyd kind of sucks. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Nice. So, and that was a big, another big scramble that had all the, uh, had uh, juicy, juicy follow, whatever his name is. Yeah. And, uh, 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 that the, all those aerialists that I was impressed with the next night and Jimmy Lloyd in the middle of it. Um, and it had a big storyline ending where that Ohio crew came out and uh, beat up. Um, but unfortunately for them, uh, a crowd who was probably irritated for real, uh, the front row crowd started fighting those guys for real. <laughs> so it was like long and dragged out. Cause like, wow. Um, you know, like, uh, they're all fighting fans and everything else. And, and, you know, so they, they, and that's where they set up the title match for the next night. Nice. So, um, and it was, it, you know, so that was interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that from game changer from what I'd seen. Cause it, um, with the exception of, I, I saw live where Nick Gage came out and said, we're going to fucking Japan. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, well, maybe not me because, uh, I can't leave the country still. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Sometime uh, off air, remind me to tell you about uh, the conversation I had with one of my uh, pro wrestling friends when that went down. Okay. Uh, when Nick Gage went to uh, got got sent to the steel clink Alcatraz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what we've watched this week. Um, think we should get into Survivor Series. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, last Sunday, uh, WWE held their annual Survivor Series pay per view. Uh, on the WWE Network from the Thunderdome, uh, which is, I'm still shocked that that was not copyrighted in a way that they can't use it, uh, but here we go. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, um, I did not watch the pre-show, did you? No. There was like an 18-man, uh, I, I, yeah, it was a battle royale of some kind, the Miz won. I didn't watch it. I'm not really invested. No. I, Brian Alvarez did have a good point about it that I heard the next morning. Hmm. Um that that battle royal illustrates why AEW is winning a perfect a, a particular demographic because you have someone in the 18 to 34 demographic almost winning the battle royal and then fucking 43 year old Mike Mazina comes out and throws him over the top rope you know like, yeah so I thought that was an interesting point yeah I think that I mean uh Maybe it was Jericho or somebody who brought it up, but they do have kind of an aging roster overall. Yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. It was Jericho in an interview. He was like, well, everybody they sign who's like young goes to NXT for like five years. Then they turn like 32 and they're off to raw and it's like, no, you know, but yeah, right. uh, let's see. We'll, we'll alternate on interviews and matches. I'll start with uh, sure. the first match was team raw. Uh, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman and Riddle. Uh, with Omos, um, AJ Styles' bodyguard guy, uh, versus Team SmackDown, which was Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't high on this match. I also can't believe that it was almost twenty minutes long. Looking at Wikipedia, right? Yeah, not memorable. Yeah, it was slow. Um, double confounding by if you. I mean, Strowman's fine. Yeah. Um, and if you take out uh, Corbin, 
you know, you could put probably put like, well, I guess oh, I, I feel like Otis can maybe do more than we've seen, but um, yeah. like you have the potential to have a really great match with any one or any two of these guys paired off. So it was disappointing. I did. A lot of people hated. Uh, I, I, I did appreciate. I know it's not going to go anywhere, but um, uh, uh, um, uh, Rollins eliminating himself, like yeah. essentially, you know, like yeah. Um, but it's just a, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, uh, it was. F- I mean, again, I think Riddle. I don't know anything about Otis or where he came from, other than when he <laughs> was in NXT for a while, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Usos have been around for a while. Keith mm-hmm. Lee was an older dude when he started to gain indie momentum. Um, so I think Matt Riddle might be the youngest guy in that match by a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it was, you know, kicked off with all these dudes who were, uh, I, I mean, Corbin looks 50, even if he's 25. So, right. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I I thought that and they didn't do anything with the sweep, right? Like, no, yeah, you didn't have like, you know, I, I think it would have been a better story, I guess, if Jay Uso got down to AJ Styles and then got cheated, and uh, the uh, his cousin, the Tribal Chief, was it mad at him just didn't care about what he overcame and still lost was just mad at him. You know what I mean? Like everybody just looked like jokes on that other team. Yeah. SmackDown got um, routed basically. Right. Yeah. yeah, It wasn't, uh, there was no drama to this match. It kind of just like you got down to Jey Uso against like five guys and you're like, what's he going to do? Like he's, they're not having Jey Uso go over all these, all five of these guys. Um, Right. And again, we don't need to because I we both know the answer. But what does this even mean? They they make such a big deal about this, like at I the know. beginning of November, end of October, and, and like, like does somebody like? And it's not hard. It's no. not hard. I thought of three things while I was watching it that day. You could do a thing where that week the winning team takes over the others' show. Yep. So Raw is on, you know, Fox that week. You know, like it's SmackDown, but like it's all Raw guys or you could make or that the do the team who wins their title headlines WrestleMania or yeah. or, or even just like everybody gets a ten thousand dollar check something yeah so, something because yeah. like it, it doesn't matter at all like and they get switched back and forth like why do they have this like this like Loyalty. sentimentality about whatever brand they're on yeah, yeah. like so yeah it, yeah it I've always been do... uh, I've always been a proponent of like the winning team they're the last five people at the Royal Rumble. Like, you yeah, know, something like idea. that. Yeah. Just yeah. something that, you know, helps. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get something. Like, everybody, like, no one that's in the world. I mean, I guess you don't want to take away those surprises. But, I mean. True, yeah. I, I, like, I don't, I just don't know, like, uh, like, why they're happening. You know what I mean? Like, the singles yeah. matches versions of this make more sense or tag matches because, regardless of what side you could flip the sides. And as we get to the next match, uh, the, 
Raw World Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions as with the uh, New Day and the Street Spots Profits uh, collectively. There's mm-hmm. a story that makes itself of either one of those teams are going to want the bragging rights. You know yeah. what I mean? That like that makes sense. Like either yeah. there can only be one best team in the world, and either one of them want to want to prove that they're it. That makes more sense than a bunch of dudes that are incidentally on. Yeah, uh, right. another show, and I think it's why last year's was so good because it you felt like NXT had something to prove. Yes, yeah, you I know, know, like in it. Yeah, I love that. But this, this match one was, was fun. I love that this one was the best of the best. That was the tagline they were using. But uh, the, right. the the brand that won all the matches last year, um, we're not. They're too good. They won too many times. Right. <laughs> yep, we got to even it up. Yeah. Um, I like the New Day and I like the Street Profits. Um, uh, um, not Montez. Montez Ford, is that his name? Yep. Um, there was a, he reminds me a lot. There was this, um, you know, I can't forget his name, but there was an indie worker called, I think, Montez, Montez something Rocket. I think he's in TNA now. Nice. Um, and uh, they're, they're very similar in like how hyper-athletic they are and that long, lean build and like, mm. Um, I think that um, that both these teams are awesome. Um, this is the new day pairing I like, yeah, better just because it's more like a little more, you know, indie indie riffic, I guess. <laughs> and I, I thought that this was a fun match. Like, you know, I I I, I might have been hampered by my expectations of it, but um, I thought that I I did enjoy this. Yeah, I think this was. Oh, this is certainly the first good match of the night. One of the better ones, really. I think all the, um, I mean, not to spoil the rest of the event, but I think, oh, no. Most of the champion versus champion matches are probably going to be our favorites. Uh, yep. But, yeah, I, I like this t- this team up. They got, like, good um, chemistry between them. Uh, it was, I think it was a little bit of a letdown, maybe just because it's, it's one of those matches that's kind of just thrown together because they're champions. Right. But there is still, right. you know, those the stakes you talked about are there, and it's it's mm-hmm. better. Than, you know, it was cool to see like, uh, four, yeah, these four black wrestlers have like uh, mutual respect for each other after the match, right? Like, you know, just mm-hmm. celebrate that like they're there, which is you know something. Five star promo by the Street Profits before the match. Starts. Yeah, like yeah. like one of the best that I've seen in a while, and and they did they did a they did a good. Uh, they did that like um, on old territory shows. You'd often have that first real promo be that where somebody mm-hmm. was like, "Well, here's my match," and later, I mean, you know, heck, Gordon, like American Dream, Dusty Rhodes is here, and like, yeah, you go through right. the whole thing, like, and it's like really. But these guys seemed like you know wrapped in the fact that they couldn't believe that they were on survivor series still and that they were fighting the new day and how funny is it that the new day is like the perennial benchmark now like they still seem so you know they've been around for a long time but they still seem so new and fresh to me which is a definitely testament to them so yeah i thought this match was fun and athletic and it could have been better i I don't know if it's if they had to hell back because where they were in the card or, or whatever else, yeah. but like it was pretty wrestling. I, yeah. I felt like this match did a thing that I will talk about again at the end of the show mm. where I felt like they were sort of went into this match in mind that this was the first chapter. Yes. 
I think like, yeah, you get the sense that they haven't trained together or worked together all that much. So there was a mm-hmm. kind of there was kind of a ceiling on how good this match could be just from familiarity. But like I yeah. bet if they you know, if they've traded brands one way or the other at some point, like the second match between them would be like way better. But this was like right. a good first chapter. Sure, sure, yeah. And they also both work a style that it's harder to like you, your familiarity adds to this kind of athletic high flying style mm-hmm. where if you know you have two guys that are more old school or more map based, like you know they can go in you know sight unseen and maybe have a, a like surprising good match and maybe find their chemistry like you know really quick. But I was yeah. you know and plus it's like again you can, it's hard to do babyface versus babyface in WWE because nobody. Yeah. There aren't any rules, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, what are you gonna do? And 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 the fact that it's not even like a novelty to have two baby faces because it's the same match without like maybe outside interference or whatever else that you would have got if it was a heel team. So, but I did like it. I liked it quite a bit. I thought I was I was very happy with it. Same. Uh, so yeah. The and also I wanted to say that uh, this would have been a perfect time for Big E to turn on the rest of the New Day, and I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they're just yep. going to be friends. Uh, despite yep, being it was a cool match. to see him come out. Though. Same, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so the next match... Went, but... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he just showed up, and then he, was, he wasn't... I don't even know if he was ringside uh, during the match. Yeah. Um, yeah, the next match, we had the uh, mid-level champions fighting each other. Bobby Lashley, the Raw United States champion, uh, coming out to the ring with the Hurt Business. Uh, his faction versus Sami Zayn, uh, SmackDown's Intercontinental Champion. Um, this was a match. <laughs> yeah. What if the exact opposite of what we just talked about? Like, yeah. Like, uh, like Sami Zayn all of a sudden is outnumbered. Yeah. So that's uh, again, like I understand that it's not the way it used to be and whatever, but that's a weird. It's a hard heel hill to take now. Yeah, it's a you know hard I mean? dynamic. You're the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you never, you never had Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Sting, Lex Luger, and the Giant and having like ten minutes alone with Scott Hall. You know what I right. mean? Like it was yeah. always the other way around. So it's just a weird, just I don't know. It didn't work. I, I will say I was really into, um, much like you. Uh, I came for heel heel Roman Reigns and will probably stay for heel Sami Zayn. Same. So, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like his I like his look. <laughs> Definitely. Um I like, you know, I, I but again it was just like the match would stop like where he'd roll out of the ring and yell at the hurt business for a few minutes and then get hit get hit with a dumb, you know, nineteen eighties fucking forearm in the back and then like i don't know and then he just hits his finishing submission it's the end of end of the day so i was just like ah, yeah i don't understand yeah there wasn't much to this one it is just weird because like the hurt business started as a heel group and then they fought retribution for a bit and then they got treated like faces all of a sudden but they're still coming out to the ring and helping each other in matches and like right. Sami Zayn is obviously a cowardly heel he he's trying to avoid matches i the only thing I liked about the match really was Sammy, like, after being in a, a standing vertical suplex, saying that he has vertigo, 
So it's a nice callback to his feud with <laughs> yeah. Lashley from yeah. <laughs> that terrible feud from 2018. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro not a thing I anymore? Think they're still Are they not team. with Sami Zayn? Like, oh yeah, I don't think they've been with Sami Zayn since he came back, which is weird because I think I think they're all heels. I've not yeah. seen uh, Shinsuke or uh, Cesaro like on screen in a long time uh, doing anything yeah. major. So yeah. It's it's weird. The whole thing just doesn't really make sense. Because that's was... I didn't know. That's what I thought we were going to get, and yeah. I wasn't excited about that. I thought we were going to get a lot of fucking, uh, you know, shenanigans. You know, yeah. like with uh, guys fighting outside the ring and stuff. Because they just didn't they do this match at WrestleMania? No, uh, no. some pay per view or something. Lashley and it, I feel like that whole feud wasn't that long ago, so I felt like. Um, I think it was the, the 2018 one that they had that was just like Sami Zayn accusing Bobby Lashley of uh, <laughs> of like faking his military service. <laughs> just like six weeks of making him run through obstacle courses or bringing out his sisters or whatever the situation was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a terrible, terrible time. <laughs> um. But Sami Zayn was good as a heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoy him. Uh, yeah. And I really have always liked him. I like Generico, and I liked his NXT baby face run. So, you know, mm. I wasn't expecting to like his heel stuff so much, but the, but he's just good. He's just real, real good. Yeah. Um, next up was what I think, uh, if I may, uh, spoilery a bit, is my favorite match of the night, I think. And that's uh, the... Uh, World women's titles were on SmackDown versus each other, and this was uh, Asuka and uh, Sasha Banks, and mm-hmm. um, Sasha Banks showed up. Yeah, I feel like it had been a while since we saw the person who I considered to be the second best Americans women's wrestler on on television. Anyway, yeah. uh, not that she was bad, or, or you know what I mean. Like, but like, I don't know. Like, I felt like in NXT she could hang with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought this was a terrific match. I yeah. thought it was great wrestling, great storytelling. Um, I really liked it. I'm like happy because they we have seen them a couple times, and it's been like some like a, a great match, and then like a terrible ending that like doesn't make sense. Right. Like I think the previous one, Bailey put on the referee shirt and then counted the three, and they called the match. Right, which is doesn't make some sense. Some pay per view recently, uh, they. Didn't uh didn't Oscar fight both of Bailey yes. and uh, Sasha Banks? Like, you know, and those were those were uh, of varying quality as well. I think the yeah. Bailey one was a little better that time. Right, and I didn't think they gelled that well in NXT. Like, I, I didn't think they were bad matches, but um, uh, Bailey and Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it happened at a weird time where people wanted to like uh, cheer Oscar and and Bailey. And her gimmick might have outstayed its welcome a little bit there. So yeah, um, you know. But I, I, I really enjoyed this. I was really, really yeah. happy with it. There was some very cool reversals. And, and when this match ended, I was pretty sure, and it might still be, um, that nothing was going to come close. Yeah. To this, uh, it's going to be close for me. Which the match tonight is, but this is definitely like one of mine. You know what I think it is with yeah. Sasha is that she's. Um, very open about being a fan of Josie Joshi wrestling and like growing up with mm. that. And I feel like working with someone like Oscar, it's like, mm. you know, she listed her, she, 
she's been doing a bunch of interviews because she was on The Mandalorian, but she listed her mm-hmm. uh, dream matches, which it was like Minami Toyota, Asha Kong, and uh, Akira Okuto. And like, she's probably never going to work with any of them. But like, Asuka yeah. is kind of the closest right. to their contemporaries that she's going to have, like stylistically, sure. you know? So I think she like brings it whenever she's with Asuka. And, yeah. Yeah. And she had like, so she's a, she's dead in my blind spot of Joshi wrestling. She was, I've seen one Japanese match with her and it yeah. was a terribly terrifying confrontation with uh, Minoru Suzuki. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, so she like my impression and tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. if if, you know, Toyota and awesome Kong are like the, you know, the, the Ric Flair and maybe like Hulk Hogan or whatever of that time, yeah. she would be like that middle, like that, like Shawn Michaels or, mm-hmm. or maybe like, you know, AJ Styles or somebody who was like the, yeah, that's fair. The the best of her generation. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, uh, that's, you know, I just really like Sasha Banks. I, I, I like, uh, you know, the fact that, she, you know, she was trained out in our neck of the woods. I like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, you know, she really more, you know, what I liked about her and Bailey as a babyface team was that they were really huge wrestling fans, you know, yeah. and, and I, I, that was something that was severely lacking in women's wrestling for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, they wore it on their sleeves. They were like obsessive nerds about it basically. And it was yeah, fun yeah, to see, you know, so yeah. And in different, it had different fandom too. Um, I'm also like a, a big fan of uh, the Mountain Goat Sasha Banks song. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Great band. I am so glad they like, wrote a song about her based on just her tweeting at them once. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those in the, in, in like, I don't know, like uh, I definitely feel like uh, in the same way of like uh, they might be giants and, and Tori, who we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel like, that's a band I would have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> with, I mean, Jesus, Christ. they like, they have so much. It's yeah. They have, they have one of the largest discographies of, you know, any band of their generation mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like every week in my release radar on Spotify, there's a new mountain goat song. And then yeah. I go to look up why it is. And I end up watching 25 minutes of him opening up boxes of magic cards. Like, being, <laughs> like I don't even know anything about magic. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh yeah. <laughs> that's how i am with oscar actually <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you ever watch her youtube channel but i i watched her open an iphone <laughs> this morning <laughs> i was like oh that's I, awesome i was like oh the choco pro thing's like an hour 25 i should probably watch them quick before i get breakfast oh here's a video of oscar the 15 minute video of oscar opening a new iphone and trying it out i get putting a case on it nice she's very is it is it is it in japanese uh she like kind of flies in and out She's like, yeah. yeah. So there are like, sometimes there's like English subtitles and sometimes there are Japanese subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I've heard that because she's from, uh, Akamura said this, I don't know if it was in this book cause I didn't read it or if it was in, in, in a, uh, might've been when he was on the art of wrestling at, at some point or something that, um, mm-hmm. uh, somebody said, is it cool that in NXT you have all these like Japanese people to, um, to talk to. And he was like, uh, Oscar from Osaka, and I don't. I still don't understand. They speak very different. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh you know so like i'm i'd be curious to to uh, but i i i really enjoy her she her run her goldberg like run was probably one of my favorite things in wrestling in years she was she um and charlotte were my big proponents for um intergender matches not only because uh it was believable their styles and size made it believable yeah. They were better or as good than anybody else in the roster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So. I have been a proponent of just like, just make, just put the women's roster and 205 Live together. Like, that, right. it solves the, like, that, like, criticism. Like, ah, oh, it's unbelievable that a, a big man could mm-hmm. fight a small lady or whatever, which I think is dumb. But, like, if you're going to pay attention to that, yeah, I could take, like, Leo Rush versus Asuka. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know? I just had that, like, I just had this argument on the internet because someone was talking about, you seen the film The Old Guard? Yeah. Um, uh, they were talking about how unbelievable it is in these movies for, um, man, I, like, I, like, something about you. Uh, like you have hypno glasses. I get, I get on the screen and I can't yeah. remember any, but Charlize Thorne, yeah. they were saying something about the fact that like, oh, is this some more waifu like yeah. stuff? And like my argument is in this film, like it, it, it was set up right. And I don't mind intergender matches any more than I mind Leo Rush versus Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley. Same. As yeah. long as that fight is built into the, as long as that size disparity is built into the story. Yeah. I mean, Jackie Chan, is on you know on the middle of five feet bruce lee was way under six feet jet lee like all these great martial arts people you wouldn't doubt it for a minute you know and then you hear people complaining about cynthia rathrock and some of these other great action uh stars in like michelle yo i got news for you brother cynthia (laughs) rathrock is taller than bruce lee yeah (laughs) so like (laughs) you know like it just but i mean it's all about like granted there's a lot of in all those films like disposable thug fights that are you know regardless but as soon right. as you know jackie runs up against even somebody like you know later on like his fights with my uh you know my uh, he, he's like 10 years younger than me so it's ridiculous for me to say this but my hero scott atkins yeah like like scott atkins is is over six feet jackie's not so that looks like you know an andre the giant fight and the way they make it be yeah. i don't mind any of those problems but the, the reality is like when this became a big argument um, I wasn't super far removed from my relationship with Chikara mm. and Charlotte was bigger than that whole roster. Yeah. <laughs> she's no she's argument, a tall lady. Like, about <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, you know, she's tall and she's built mm. and she's in, uh, she's in great shape and, you know, she may, you know, uh, ju- you know, like be just big. She's certainly bigger and taller than, quack and ophidian and a lot of my favorites from then you know like so i think that it just i don't know like the problem is ego because i know charlotte is taller than Shawn michaels and there's no way Shawn michaels or somebody from that generation is gonna abide by getting beat up by a woman which is ridiculous right yeah but every now and then i don't even hear a wrestler say that he's not gonna take it yeah i don't even think it's like the like the undertakers uh, and like Lesnar's of the world would find a way to make that happen because they're going to lose, like they're going to win anyway, right? Yep. It's yeah. these wrestlers that, like, I don't know, like this mid-size, like when Disco Inferno got fired for not wanting to put over Jackie, despite the fact that she was taller than him, weighed more than him, and yep. was a big, better wrestler, 
and more convincing as a tough person. Yep. Like, you know, you're a comedy heel. You should be putting over the referees. Like, Definitely. So, yeah, it's it's uh, end of rant, but it really is bothersome to me. Yeah. And I agree with the 205 thing, but at the same time, I feel like that would almost, the way they treat 205, unfortunately, be a demotion. As much right. as I'd like to see Akira Tozawa versus uh, Asuka or... Um, yeah. Uh, when the uh, Empress of the Sky was still, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I can't say you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing is like half the women's roster doesn't get used, so mm-hmm. like, why not? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, one thing I was super disappointed about was that um, I, I we didn't get to see. Um, I, I thought it would be fun if we were going to get some shenanigans in a face versus face match mm-hmm. with Biggie's out there for Bianca Blair to be yeah. out there as like a counterpoint. I thought that would have been fun. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, I could almost see that six man match, like being something happening down the line uh, anywhere else. Anyway, maybe not there, but right. Um, she's, she's a, a, a also a genetic freak. So yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you want to introduce the next match or did I do, try to uh, do them? What, which one? I uh, do the next match, but I'm curious if you're going to mention, what I have down as the next match. I don't remember what, uh, if there was anything between this, but we had uh, Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shane and Baszler. Okay, what happened? We did. We had uh, uh, three times the very prestigious uh, WWF twenty four seven hardcore title. Right? Yeah. Hands, uh, My bad. As a, uh, as Akira Tozawa. <laughs> uh, was opted by the Godly Gooker, maybe yeah. his uh, awesome thirty-year Survivor Series anniversary, uh, <laughs> until being upended by our truth. Uh, of course, yeah, the forty-time champion. <laughs> Man, like they took the funniest thing on Twitter and made it the most boring, yeah, thing in the world because it keeps ending with our truth. Like, I know, you know, like credit to him; he's doing his best with it, though, you know. Yeah, that dude's still on TV. Yeah. How many people have a shorter career than him? And he's not taking bumps. He's just showing up, doing a schoolboy roll-up on whoever, whoever's mm-hmm. holding the title currently. And then uh, the clock resets for him, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, did, I, did, I just didn't think it was right to miss such a prestigious You're right. uh, event yeah. as the 30th, re- the 30th anniversary of the uh, – Godly Gooker. Which, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, the it's the only has to share his prestige right. with. The only title that was on the line for this pay per view. So you're right. I should have mentioned mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ironically, when the Godly Gooker debuted, mm. it was Hector Guerrero, mm-hmm. and that was a better wrestler than probably anybody else on the show <laughs> at <laughs> that time. And he was rolling around in turkey suit. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God! What a crazy. But I'm sorry. You were saying, sir. Okay. Uh, we had the women's Survivor Series match. Uh, Team Raw with Nice Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown, which is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. Um, I like this one better than the men's one for sure. Yeah, uh, a little yeah, bit weird though. Like because really the story, weird. yeah, the story going in was that everyone didn't like Lana and didn't want her to tag in, uh, and that was like the first half of this match was just establishing mm-hmm. that fact. Uh, at one point, Lana yep. tags herself in and then no one wants she to tag great. her to get her out. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the slow part of the match, really. Mm-hmm. Do you think the finish of this match 
All right. would have worked if, much like we talked about in the opening match, mm. if Lana got in for a while and kicked ass and eliminated some people. Um, I kind of like that she was ineffective because I don't... <laughs> I, she's not a good enough wrestler to make that believable. Like, sure, I, I, I do think she looks good in that burst, though. Yeah, I think like she she looked good a little bit, but it's just still not viable as somebody who's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going to eliminate say Bianca Belair or even like a Liv Morgan or especially like Bailey sure. or Natalia. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. fine with her being kind of ineffective. Uh, the thing that I would have been okay if she'd gotten a pin off of like two people who aren't or someone fights the legal woman on the other team and like knocks her out or something like that, and Lana just happens to kind of. Right find her way in there but or like an accident but yeah if, yeah I, I i i don't understand what the heck they're doing with her like no, i don't, I, like, I don't either more and more perplexing like she gets put through a table every week mm-hmm. she wins this like a jerk and mm-hmm. then celebrates like you know, like she just won the the World Series, uh, or she just pinned, you know, a, a four way with Steve Austin, Ric Flair, and Holly Race. Like she's celebrating, and like I don't, I just don't, I I don't get it. Like I I feel like the booking of her is so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm I have a complex of like that they're so much smarter than me because I can't make it work as a as a screenwriter. I can't make it work as a as a, a wrestling fan. I can't make it work as uh, as anything like i don't understand what they're same same i think turn uh, her into the honky tonk man i guess yeah. i don't i don't know yeah based on what i've seen on twitter i think we're barreling towards uh her challenging to uh challenge for the tag titles uh with oscar um because oscar keeps it's weird i don't know it doesn't make sense i don't you know but i half of oscar's tweets are like she loves talking to Lana, heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji, or whatever. Uh, so I think that that's where we're heading. Uh, Are they killing her because her boyfriend or husband left? Like, I, I don't want to believe that, but like, like yeah, it's, it's, it's the only thing I can hang my hat on. It's, it's as plausible as anything else uh, for two or three months of being put through tables every week um, with no real story. Because when they did when they did that with Drake Maverick or whatever his name is and uh, Killian Dane, mm. Drake Maverick kept coming back and being competitive and doing stuff. So like, you know, I can understand, even though they didn't exactly do it that way, I can understand Killian Dane being like, like, all right, kid, you, you got, you got hot, you know, the same right. sort of thing they did when, um, in 2006 in ring of honor, when they fight, they had this great monster team of uh, BJ Widmer and Danny math and they mm. fired Danny math. And they had had a series of matches with um, Del- against Delirious and Jimmy Jacobs, and uh, they let Moff pick his partner, and he picked Jimmy Jacobs because he just took, you know, he just took such a beating and kept kept coming back. So yeah, um, but this at the same time, like she's not going to team with Sh- Baser and Nia Jax, like yeah, I don't and they know. don't need her for like I mean they they retired. Oscar's partner like they don't <laughs> they don't need like a, a reason to bring her in like it's just so friggin weird like I, I wish I got it and, and in the middle of this Natalia and Bailey and Bianca Belair 
I just in the middle of it, incidentally being fucking awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> especially Bianca Belair. Right. Like I was so upset when she got brought up because there was like so many more matches for her. To NXT. Have yeah. She should have been. Yeah. Should have been NXT women's champion for a little while. For sure. For sure. Candice LeRae mm-hmm. as a baby face. You could have done exactly what you did with Candice and baby face, little Candice LeRae chasing her. And then at some point, Candice changed, and you you switched the dynamic. Like there's so much in the in the in those big, uh, you know, like the 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 you have these other big athletic women uh, that also work great, and uh, like a, a you know a Joshi influence in there. Like she only just would have got better, but she just got brought up. I'm also a big from Jakarta Ruby Riot fan. Yeah. Um. So I mean that team that like there was just a lot of. And I like Shana, Shana, Shana Baszler's thing, and I am not a big Lacey Evans fan. And I feel like a lot of people like Peyton Royce, but mm. I'm not sure I have seen anything that. I am a fan. I do like her, and I think she like her little burst of uh, of offense in this match. I really liked, and I was like, "Yes, I'm here for the Peyton Royce coming out party." And then it was over pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But you know, uh, not bad. I think I do. Th- think that this accomplished most of what I want from these interbrand Survivor Series matches, but just having different team-ups that you don't see very often, uh, you know, pair off against each other. Maybe somebody who's underrated gets to show what they can do for a little while. And, you know, just like a a preview of the future in a way. Uh, Just a weird overall story and weird ending to the whole thing. Speaking of weird things, too, I loved the first part of uh, Baszler um, choking out Belair, and then Belair being like in con- unconscious. But am I wrong in thinking that she then got dragged out of the ring and and had like another like was all of a sudden like awake? Yeah, <laughs> is that how that? Yeah, like like I don't know. I, I guess they had to end. You know, like why did they just not leave Liv or Ruby Riot or somebody like upright and then? they jump out of the ring to fight Nia Jax and get like, I don't, I'm, I just don't understand like why. It's, yeah. How somebody unconscious and then not unconscious, <laughs> so then, you know, like, it's just like, I don't know. Like I was afraid before I knew the ending that for no reason at all, she was going to get piled or uh, power bombed on the floor through the table or something, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous because somebody could have just come in and pinned her. Cause she was supposedly, you know, pulled her to the middle of the ring and, you know, that's what yeah. I thought was going to happen. I thought Lana was going to come in and grab her and, and pull her, but no, nah, that, that would have made some semblance of <laughs> sense. Like it's, it's, it's baffling. Like so much of that stuff, like I feel like, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a wrestler. I'm certainly not really a wrestling booker, mm-hmm. but I've been, I, you know, I, I've been watching it for a while with, I feel like enough on the right side of the curtain to kind of get it. You know? Yeah, and that's why I love Brian. I've always loved Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, because mm. I'd watch him and I'd be like, I don't understand how like these people can walk afterwards. Like right. they make me forget <laughs> the magic trick. Like they, even though I know it, you know what I mean. Mm. But like this whole thing is giving me. It's like friggin' Lana's storyline is giving me a complex. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I I can't like I don't get it at all. Like yeah. I. I it's too prominent just to be filler and like, yeah, that's the thing. It's been going on for so long and it's like tying up an entire championship right. uh, that 
could you know be used to maybe give some of these other people a chance, especially because they're the only title that can cross between brands. Right, and Lana is a throwover it, it, to my estimation of her talent of mm. old diva era wrestling. Like, yeah, I, I think bit. that she's a step behind. Oh, certainly, everybody in this match, like totally, yeah. And I think, but I don't know. You know, I think. I mean, I think she. She seems to want it. She seems to right. want. She's just. She's just. She started wrestling like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and wrestles. You know, every six months or something like that. Right. Well, here's the irony for what you said. There are spots now mm. for top women. Like again, like yeah. the the reason I feel like uh, Oscar would be on like the 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 syndicated shows if the two top women weren't having babies right now, you know, and without territories and wrestlers leaving, like these are the opportunities that you have, but it's like, they've just decided that these are the two top women. Yeah. So they hit pause, like everything is in some sort of holding pattern, Yeah. you know, like, so I don't, I don't know. It's really upsetting because while like in its double scary because the NXT women's roster is so good and they're going to come up to nothing, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's really like, as you can tell, it really bugs me in a weird way that I like, I, I refuse to believe even if they didn't have a plan, they've been doing it too long <laughs> to not <laughs> yeah. have like an end game now. Right. You know, like, and the longer they don't have an end game, the least viable, you know, unless she somehow becomes the leader of a heel faction with those guys in it and is a cowardly chicken shit heel, mm-hmm. the less viable she gets to like, you know, how are we going to believe she's going to do, I mean, Nia Jax is big and dominant, but how are we going to believe she does anything if she, every single week she gets beat up by Nia Jax? Yeah. Every single week. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's also like her behavior during the match is she's sympathetic because she keeps getting beat up, but because she kind of just takes it and right. just like looks sad and has smeared lipstick and everything. It just kind of yeah. like, it's not a sympathetic, like oh, I'm going to cheer for her. It's more like, right. a, Oh, didn't she cry? Her job. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like I, like, I don't, I don't like, again, the kind of like disingenuous emotions of male professional wrestlers. Like I, I feel in a vacuum, when a women's wrestler wins the title and is very emotional, mm. um, it's more realistic because you know you see, you know, forty-year veterans win the Super Bowl, and well, I guess there aren't forty-year veterans in football, but very forty-year-old <laughs> yeah. veterans um, yeah. in, win the Super Bowl, and, and and you know, regardless of how many times they've been to the dance, they're very emotional about it. And, yeah, uh, like you know, when athletes win the Heisman Trophy and stuff like that. Like, so I get it. You know, you're not going to see they're not going to let Drew McIntyre cry because he's happy he, he beat randy orton in the middle of the ring but like i think when you cry and pout because mm-hmm. you're not allowed in the match yeah like, you, you don't i don't know i don't know what i don't know what they're trying to do though. yeah it's <laughs> weird it's, a, it's all weird choices <laughs> down the line <laughs> it's giving me a migraine yeah uh, well let's get away from the migraine let's close out yeah. with the last match and i i will talk about the undertaker thing later or afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> well like yeah. my phone is not oh, oh, there it is. Right. So uh, we ended it with um, a real cool match um, yeah. that I didn't know how it was going to be. And I felt like the first half of this match 
was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but then they did hit another gear at the end. The first part of this match um, was reminiscent of the New Day match to me because I felt like they were – they put this match together. It felt like initially with a mind to have to follow it, to yeah. do it again. You right. know what I mean? Like so – but no. I, I was wrong in that last um, – this would have been a classic match yeah. to me if they had replaced the throwing each other in the guardrails and stuff like that with some, right. some striking a brawling. Like I'm, I'm just not a fan of that WWE style of shenanigan. But man, I, I think that like Drew McIntyre on top is the best thing that they've ever done because he's really, from everything I've read and seen, passionate about having a good match. Yeah, you know, he... of, of being the main event. Yeah, we should say it's Roman Reigns versus uh, Drew McIntyre, oh, the top two champions yeah, of uh, the men's divisions in WWE. Uh, but yeah. Um, it's Lana versus Lana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Yeah. Um, they, um, yeah, it was uh, Roman Reigns won with help from his cousin, Jey Uso. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a great match. This is maybe tied with Asuka, Sasha Banks for my favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might give the women's match the edge just because this story could have also been told in 15 minutes instead of 24, 25 minutes. I agree. You know, like you said, the guardrail throwing each other into the guardrails, uh, through the tables, whatever, but they like, they did bring it and it's kind of crazy because, uh, at WrestleMania 35, they faced each other and it was my bathroom break match. And that's just Mm -hmm. a a testament to how like much, uh, they've done to, rehabilitate both the characters in the time right between yeah good good word too yeah Yeah. i i think that i'm a fan so i was indifferent to drew mcintyre when he came in like i liked him a lot at first and then Mm -hmm. they killed him and then he disappeared and i just felt like once i don't when somebody can show me that other gear that Mm -hmm. they don't do on television wrestling yeah then i will start to be a little more invested in it even if they go back but he seems to be hitting some semblance of that. Like I saw, I saw Drew McIntyre have great matches with um, Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he got a, a PWG title shot, uh, if I'm not mistaken. When um, I can't remember who the champion was, but I, I didn't think it was going to be as as good as it was. It was awesome, and and he was just great on the indies. He he. I was even, he was part of the reason I started following TNA a little bit because he came back so cool at the Same. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I really just dug it. And now I like that we're seeing that because the first time they tried to put him on top when he came back now, we, I don't know, he wasn't having these matches, but like he's having, he's having matches right now. And I wonder if you'll agree with people that that's not necessarily a guarantee. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, so how good is it going to be when he inevitably works AJ or, uh, you know, I, I don't even know who, who is on any of those shows actually, yeah. but like, you know, like even like I, I would love to see him fight. Like they, he just kept missing. Oh, they might've met in a ball, but I think for the most part, he just kept missing Keith Lee. Yep. That, that was the, that, that was that, the name that, I was going to bring up. Like that would be a great yep. like match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Him with, you know, him, I think the, the rumor is that he's going to fight Sheamus. I've, you know, I'm on board with that too. They got a lot of talented people on Raw, so yeah, I'm. Yeah, and he definitely 
like showed what he's got on the indies. I think like that helps right. a lot because like got someone like you and I who've like watched that kind of thing, watched some PWG, seen him in there, seen him in Impact, like know that he definitely cares about the quality of this thing. He's not just like a guy who's muscle bound and you know relates to Vince McMahon somehow and is just you know right. into the into the spotlight. He's, he cares about this it, and he's very passionate about it. His his entrance is fucking awesome too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like really good. <laughs> he comes out with a kilt, giant sword, giant sword. Um, yeah. I, all I could think when he did that was like, oh, the best uh, counter for a spear is to just put a sword out, <laughs> let him yeah. do it, spear himself. <laughs> Well, and I mean, nice, Roman nice. was doing good. Yeah, I was interested in this match just like, first off, I thought it was going to be good going in. But I was also mm-hmm. interested because it was, it would be the first uh, heel Roman Reigns pay-per-view main event that didn't become like a family drama at the end. Right. Like we weren't going to, like the like physical wrestling wouldn't stop for like Roman and Drew to start yelling at each other about who's the head of the table or whatever. And that stuff's great. But I was just interested in, like, what the gear would be with Roman, you know, with his normal moveset uh, being a heel. And he this exceeded a lot of it, a lot of my expectations. I think, I'm, I, it's funny now, this show has changed the way I think about wrestling in the sense that I'm, I'm always anxious, like, when I, when I, when I see something happen, like, what, what, um, uh, what you're going to think. Yeah. I was disappointed for two reasons in the finish. Okay. Again, it's not Lana, but I don't <laughs> understand what they're doing with Jimmy with with Jimmy Uso because he got beat what? He got beaten into submission. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't understand where that's gonna go, how you're gonna make that a, a thing. Yeah. And I felt like Roman Reigns' legacy is Teflon in the sense that people are gonna hate him. And, and WWE fans, like, which seems to be more of a niche thing now than ever, like the people who are just kind of buy what they're selling, yeah. um, are going to be disappointed he turned heel. And I think that he also, I, I think this, if you're going to do a loss here, and I didn't expect anyone to win, to be honest. Yeah. I think it helps. I think McIntyre winning helps. Uh, exponentially more than it would hurt Roman Reigns. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Even with a cheating thing. Yeah. I can kind of go either way because, I mean, initially Drew did beat Brock Lesnar Mm -hmm. uh, in his first try, which, you know, it took Roman like five to have that happen. So I'm kind of okay with, I feel like Drew's kind of safe because he's, He's a bigger guy. He's, you know, he probably has better, uh, like, physical matches on Raw. Like, the guys we talked about are all, you know, established, huge dudes for the most part. Whereas Roman, he's basically good because they book him good. Um, you know, I'm fine with it. I also think it helps because it establishes, I think what they're doing is that, uh, just establishing that, you know, uh, that family faction that they've got going mm-hmm. on. Just Jey Uso, he's just been beaten up so much. Uh, he can't help but be like, Roman's right. <laughs> he is the head guy. Uh, right. I'm going to stop fighting him now. I'm going to help him get on his good side so he doesn't right. fucking strangle me in the middle of a hell in a cell again. Uh, right. 
So I get it. I think that it was, I feel like you could go either way on this because there's no real stakes to right. it. Zero. They're, they're the best. They're 1A and 1B uh, in the ranking of WWE wrestlers, essentially. Mm. So I yeah. was fine with the, the end, uh, especially because I don't think there's a way to really, there isn't a set storyline that Drew McIntyre was kind of doing up mm. until this point because he just he just beat Randy Orton and that was like the end of that feud. So he's like right. in this like blank space between Raws right. where uh, it's yeah. not like there's something to set up with him. Whereas Roman is just continuing yeah. on the SmackDown storyline. Right. I mean, ago. I guess my my overall like you're 100 percent right. And the only the only kink in your explanations armor I can mm. find is that. they sacrificed essentially the champion of the other brand mm. to further whether it puts him in his good favor or not the you know the the storyline with the other champions lacking right i guess you know what i mean and again yeah. i guess that you know there's an argument to be made that it was cheech the nangans but when they fall back on that after they were you know throwing each other into the stairs and and giving Samoan drops and stuff onto like the announcer's table. Like, mm. you know, like I just, I don't know. Like I know everybody thinks I'm an old jerk, but like, I, I feel like <laughs> I do not. <laughs> those matter more if, if, you know, there's tag ropes and, and you know what I mean? Like even, even the, the fact that she got disqualified in the ropes, how many yeah. times have you seen, uh, how many times have you seen somebody not, breaks the hold after someone submits and they don't they don't get disqualified like it just the right. rules just seem completely arbitrary and the fact that he interfered in a main event how many main events have we seen where the ref gets knocked down in nine or ten people run out right. he's unconscious you know so like it was just I, I think all of my disappointment and the reason i'm got unengaged enough to even be analytical about it was that because i I wasn't, if that match ended directly after that roll into a Kimura, mm-hmm. like I would, I wouldn't have had a fucking, I would have been, I was so like standing up and excited. I just watched that match again this morning, actually. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I probably wouldn't have complained at all, but like I, I felt like it's almost like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like, and I assure you the same, I've been watching these things so friggin' long that it's almost like a, a, a Viewmaster filter switches. And we're watching this match. It's blowing my mind. And then all of a sudden, like, ah, we're getting the WWE now. Like, we're, we're, getting, <laughs> yeah. we're getting what they do. It's like, you know, it's like it's it, it's like the uh, in a New Japan show when they hit the long shot because somebody's fucking a Bullet Club guy is yeah. barreling <laughs> his ass out to the ring. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I gave this match four stars. I liked it even more than the Randy Orton uh, match that they had uh, on the uh, last pay-per-view uh, that they fought on. And um, yeah. I don't know. I dug it. I, I just think that and I might be too conventional, but I, I think that it's always one step forward and one step back with McIntyre. And I think that yeah. he does everything you want in a champion. He usually makes the other guy look great. Uh, yeah. He sells, you know, he is, you know, powerful enough and athletic enough and He's got that, you know, like, imagine how off the chain a crowd would go when he does that kip up. Yeah. Like, they, they lose their damn full mind, you know? So, like, I, <laughs> right. I, I feel like, I don't know, but again, I feel like they're almost acting like nothing matters now, you know? Like, yeah. so, 
I mean, that is That's, the curse of all of the wrestling in from uh, November through December. Right. Uh, no, for the most part. 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, and to be honest, it sucks to say I would rather watch Lana sit on the steps all damn day <laughs> than have to sit through, uh, you know, another, like, very formulaic where we're chilling out to Wrestle Kingdom, like, uh, World Tag League match, which yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have to look over my shoulder. I feel like uh, the, <laughs> the specter of death is coming. That like we were just waiting for you to say the WWE was better than New Japan one time. <laughs> they were teasing me at my shop. Like they were like, so wait a minute, you're saying that you like the WWE more than? And I was yeah. like, no, no. Overall, no. no but no, no. I'm like, I'm like, I. They're like, are you lying right now? And I was like, I need to go back to the door. And they said, <laughs> there are enough people. In. Oh, man. But like, yeah, well, it was a fun show. I'm glad because normally I feel like if, if I was to, you know, look at the calendar and whatever else was going on, this might not have been the show that you and I picked, you yeah. know, but I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we did because I may not have. I, I stopped it after the new day the first time mm-hmm. um, and only turned it back on because I was I was like, oh, man, that. Sasha Banks Oscar match is probably pretty good and, and put it on again in the middle of a week and watched it through because I was like, well, this isn't going to get any better than this new day. And I, I probably would have just, this would have been a match that my matches for November that I rank or, or mm-hmm. do star ratings, like would have been these first two survivor series matches would have been under whatever world tag, yeah. you know, mayhem I sort through. Right. So yeah, like I'm glad we watched this. This was super fun. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, I don't think as good as the couple other Survivor Series they've done previous years, but like yeah. a very good show, an enjoyable. Yeah, two show. years ago was good too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. it that, and I think maybe maybe it was the year before that that we got like the men's Survivor Series match that was like an hour long and told like yep. eight separate stories or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love that one. Yeah, they've been good with Survivor Series for a few years now, yeah. so I was amped for this one, and yeah, this one was pretty right. good. You know. It's funny when you said that in the chat, I was like, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch Survivor Series. It's always good. And I was like, (laughs) sure. But then I thought about it. And I think that that hour one might have been two years ago now. Uh, Like, like that. I love that shit. That was in my, that was in my top 13 matches of the year. Like, right. Um, Yeah. And also the pay-per-view ended with uh, the goodbye to the undertaker, which was very sweet. A little weird. A little heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, why in the name of uh, other than contractually, right? Yeah. Why? And paper, I think they sacrificed the undertaker's moment for pay for watches. Yeah. Because that should have 30 years, 30 years with a coat with, with three different COVID vaccines Mm -hmm. in the pipeline too. It doesn't, it's, you know, like even if we're waiting till October, like a lot of experts are saying, yeah, that still lands you in November. Mm-hmm. November, you are at least probably, if you want to be playing to partial capacity next year. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I just would have that would have meant so much more if I wasn't distracted by no one's cheering that. That's yeah. like one guy with reverb in an echo. <laughs> yeah, I know. It it's, sounded like it. And the one thing I can say in his defense is that the Thunderdome does look very cool because they have sure. all the screens that they can do thunder and yep. lightning on all of them. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I would have wanted a. I would pay the like hundred something dollars to just see that just for, you know, that ticket. I agree. I would, I would have cried if I was there, I think. Yeah. 
Same. Uh, yeah, I was getting emotional because I was like, uh, you're a bit older than me, but like I was like, what, five when like mm-hmm. he debuted? So I'm like, Jesus, this is like literally the span of my life in all these clips. And then like, um, yeah, then, you know. I was, was 59 also... years old when he debuted. <laughs> <laughs> it was also fucking weird that they brought out, you know, his friends. It makes sense to bring out his friends and contemporaries and mm-hmm. then they just disappear. Like, yeah, yeah, why, why couldn't they stand like at ringside outside the ring? Well, he did a promo. Have had somebody for real saying yeah things. His 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 speech was very measured, and I don't know if it would have been any different if people were there. I, I thought it was really cool. He stayed in character to the yeah to the end. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect that, mm-hmm. but I think for goodness sake, like uh, what like I don't know like. That's a granted. It's not. A, it's thirty-one years. Yeah, but I think it's worth. It would have been. I don't know. Like I think so. Yeah, it's his moment. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. Like, and yeah. and, and they blew it anyway because they kept bringing him back for matches, and they could have got another ten years. They could have brought it to forty years mm-hmm. if he just came out at, and choke slammed. You know, somebody's cutting a. You know, like a celebrity. Yeah. Pete Rose comes out and is running his mouth at WrestleMania and the Undertaker comes out and choke slams or more. Yeah. You know, whatever else. I thought honestly they were gonna use the Undertaker to get out of somebody winning this yeah. this thing, but you know, I, I appreciated that they didn't. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I was explaining to my um uh my my ex that what's cool about the Undertaker is that he lasted long enough to have times where he was my favorite mm-hmm. and where I fucking hated him. And some of yeah. the times that I hated him, like Limp Biscuit Biker Undertaker, I've gone back and watched those matches and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, he has uh, dumb matches with Giant Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> he game. was one of Hulk. Like, no one can say this. Like, no one had... There aren't many. I think Ric Flair may be the include the, the the other than this, right? There aren't many yeah. people that are going to have matches that are in the conversation of the best matches of all time, mm-hmm. and had an extended program with Hulk Hogan. Those yeah. are two things that like are, are generally mutually exclusive. That's true. Like yeah. you know, so like the fact that that first Shawn Michaels match that he had at, at well, not the first one, well, every Shawn Michaels match he had with them. Yeah. Um, the one they had late in his career before the streak versus mm. career match um, in that really great WrestleMania that year. Like that, I mean, uh, that was my number two match of all time before Omega and Okada started breaking the, breaking the scale. Like, uh, you yeah. know, and it, it was really one Shawn Michaels Undertaker match and um, a Dragon Gate six-man match from Ring of Honor, and then <laughs> yeah. a bunch of Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. That. So, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. Like, like he's a cool thing, and it's it's fun to – and he never uh, – he never broke character, mm-hmm. so I never had to deal with any problematic political statements or – yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? now now he's wearing that stuff on his sleeve, and it's yeah, you forgive him because he's an old guy, but it's still you know. Um, yeah. Also, I think like it would have had a little bit more impact if they'd saved that last ride documentary for right. after this. Um, mm-hmm. Did you watch that by the way? 
I watched parts of it. I, okay, I, I am going to definitely watch it. It's worth it. But like, yeah, it's, it's weird <laughs> hearing him do his promo voice after mm-hmm. hearing like five hours of his speaking voice and be like, Oh, right. different guy. All right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. A, a, a perfect send off, I think. For, yeah. I really liked it. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I liked it, but it was distracting at times. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what, and, and as a, from a production point of view, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't yeah. know. Cause it would have sounded equally weird without any sound, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's, they were, they backed themselves in the corner. I guess if you're not going to wait, they did it. They did it as good as they could. Same. Yeah. Um, especially as like up until he got up the ramp, I thought Bray Wyatt was going to like set up Ugh. another cinematic match, like for WrestleMania or something like that. So, uh, I'm but glad that's they interesting did. too. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm glad that it was Survivor Series. Like, but like, mm-hmm. it's also weird. Yeah, like, uh, that's another thing. Who else has, you know, because uh, Starcade went on way past Ric Flair, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who else has two marquee events that their name is synonymous with? Right. Yeah. You know, like uh, in time, you won't have WrestleMania and. Survivor Series be synonymous with him, but like way longer than anyone else, way longer than Ric Flair, mm-hmm. way longer than Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania, you know, way longer than Hogan and WrestleMania, you know, yeah. like pretty, pretty important. Yeah. And, and yeah. Vince McMahon seemed truly emotional. Same. I, yeah, I, I yeah. noticed that he was. Or Vince McMahon's uh, zombie ghost. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He's at the he's at that age where every time we see him, he looks like ten years older. Uh, you know, it, good for him. But yeah, yeah it, it, it means more when he comes out at this point. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad he didn't have to walk. Can we take just one tiny second? I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I almost tried to pause something. I almost tried to pause you like you were <laughs> not a real person. Yeah, I'm having a child in my. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, took a break for a second there, but I think, uh, yeah, that was Survivor Series 2020, uh, a very enjoyable show. Fun, yeah, uh, yeah fun. Good times. Uh, so, yeah, next week, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't. I haven't looked at any wrestling calendars, but we'll be back. Yeah, um, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. We'll, do some, we'll, 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 we'll find something fun. Yeah. We have some uh, other cool stuff, uh, you know, and they're probably coming soon because, as we mentioned, wrestling is uh, – uh, and it's in its uh, freeze. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, you know, so we have some other cool, some other fun gimmicky stuff, uh, uh, off format stuff planned. I, I, I think that we've talked about and it, uh, yeah. you know, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, this is, uh, this has been a, a good time. Um, it's very, very fun to, uh, this was, it's fun. F- and I, I, I know I speak for both of us when I say it's fun for us to share different wrestling with each other and you guys. But I, I love on any show, I'll never sleep on like the fact that another podcast or us like will talk about the big thing, give mm. our, our view on the, you know, the, 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 the big television wrestling event. So uh, I, hope, I hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Uh, so I am Jared Plopley. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Swing Dingling. Uh, My name is uh, Mars. Uh, you can find me on uh, all social media as uh, Dynamo Mars. Um, and uh, definitely check out um, the Deadites, which you can find um, at uh, uh, on Facebook and uh, on our social media as the Deadites. Um, we're the uh, we're the sad, um, gimmicky eyeliner one, not the angry <laughs> punk rock uh, one. So um, 
you know, ch check us out. And, and thank you so much for, for tuning in. You can also find us on, uh, you can find us at, at, uh, the wrestle down podcast on Instagram mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, Facebook, I believe we're just a wrestle down. Yes, right? we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, uh, definitely check us out. And, uh, our email is, uh, wrestle down for wrestle life. Down for life. Yeah. Gmail life spelled properly. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, let us, let us know what's what, um, I should, one of us should probably check that because I forgot about it. I've, I've checked yeah. it. I've checked okay. it. We have no new mail. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking at you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised with all your friends in the background there that you didn't, that no, nobody checked it. Some of them have Wi-Fi. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they show up for whatever was going on behind there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. I, uh, I appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Yeah. Thanks for being uh, part of the, uh, Geek Down Network. You can find more of those on villains.wtf. Uh, thank you for listening. Really cool shows. To the Wrestle Down. Have a good night or whatever you're listening to. Wrestle Down. Wrestle down.